0: Hello guys and welcome to episode 23 of the In The Hood podcast brought to you by Playbox Technology UK. In this week's episode we speak to Keith Harding, special effects supervisor at Bloody Stuff Limited. Keith's career in film and television is unmatched. From an international sales manager to director, executive producer, CEO and now special effects supervisor, Keith has pretty much done it all. I really hope that you enjoy this episode. So, Keith, welcome to the In The Hood podcast. How are you today? I'm good, thanks. And yourself? Yeah, not too bad, thank you, Keith. Not too bad. Super. We've had a few chats uh, before this recording, obviously, and it seems like you've been keeping uh, quite busy at the moment, which is really good to hear. Um, you know, how, how has the past year been like for you? So, like 2020 and leading into 2021 with COVID.
1: Well, our story really is probably the same as uh, as pretty much everyone else. We were uh, we were having a great time leading up to uh, and into March, and then uh, I think we did our last day of filming on March the 19th, and then it all all closed down after that, and uh, it just went from uh, from from hero to zero just immediately we then kind of had a bit of a, a, a blip again in the the summer uh, obviously as the lockdowns finished uh, so things started picking up and the whole film and production and tv production uh, industry you know being desperate to continue churning out stuff for, you know, channels and streaming media and everything else you've got. Uh, we had a bit of a blip where things went up again, and then there was the next lockdown, which sort of took us for six once again. Um, although on the final lockdown, there was a bit, of, uh, a bit of good news for us as the film and TV production side of the industry, as much as uh, we were one of the permitted working groups that could continue working. But yeah, uh, from sort of December onwards, uh, things have picked up, I think, more through desperation than change of the COVID situation necessarily. Um, Hopefully now with the the vaccine rollout and everything, we should be uh, in a a better position. So, yeah, the last couple of months have been, you know, not back to normal, but uh, have kept us uh, pretty busy.
0: So, Keith, just just. Launching straight into the questions, then that we've got for you, you know, how did you get started in the TV and film industry, and what ignited that particular spark in you?
1: It was it was a sort of passion from from childhood. I did my you know traditional as it was then. Uh, I did my traditional en- uh, apprenticeships in electronics engineering and uh, worked at a tall room, and then worked in a drawing office. But I'd always had a, a, a very very keen interest in uh, in, in making films tv and uh, and video productions and as soon as my little salary would afford it i bought my first video camera blah 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 and uh yeah i i, I kind of got into it and i started doing some stringing jobs you know just picking up local sort of news and uh and, and things and if there was anything locally that was happening i'd head off down there with my camera film it and then try and sell it to the highest bidder and news things so that's how i kind of got into it really and uh, uh that was uh well that was that was more than 30 five years ago now so uh, quite a long time ago and uh i i've i've been kind of into it ever since so i i i've got a few lucky breaks at the time and uh and, and got into doing sort of filming with specialist cameras etc and did you know olympics and, and and you know various different things bbc wildlife etc but it was one time when i was working on a a, a drama and uh, I saw these guys from the special effects company turn up and started blowing things up and having a really great time and I thought I'm I'm standing in the wrong That's part of the mean, camera man. chain here yeah. so, so the, the child in me kind of got interested so I, I I sort of started making some inquiries and and started doing little bits and pieces just with Atmos and, 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 and blood effects and various other bits and pieces and it gradually grew and you know here I am now blowing stuff up just like everyone else does in the SFX industry
0: So it really has got to look a childhood dream come true
1: then isn't it it is you know everyone even now everyone Says I've got the best job there. You know, I, I just get to blow stuff up and 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 make carnage everywhere, uh, obviously in a very safe way. But uh yeah, it's 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 great. You know, it's uh, it's still deemed to be the the sort of the the, the, the prime job and it and it's great to see a lot more uh girls and women now coming into it. So uh you know it's 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 obviously not the uh domain of uh, boys' childhood dreams to uh to, to cause mayhem and uh and things <laughs> like that. The, the girls are saying, why not? We want to get in there.
0: Too. Yeah, yeah, the hundred percent sounds awesome. So, I mean, were you always really keen then on focusing your work within TV and film? Like, was there any possible chance of you doing anything else in in your no.
1: mind? No. no, absolutely, absolutely not. Um, I, I started, uh, I started in film and TV thirty five years ago, and I haven't stepped outside it since. Yeah, no, it's brilliant,
0: and and a clue's in the name for this one. But for anyone who might not know, what do you guys get up to at bloody
1: stuff? Well, we kind of run two two separate sides of the uh, the the business because what I noticed is that you know most most film production, big film productions, have kind of a a group of people that they deal with, and they go there for their blood, they go there for their prosthetics, they go there for this, and they they kind of keep it in. And all of those companies that supply that don't actually advertise particularly their services because they have a core group of people they always work with. So we, we noticed that there was a kind of a, a hole in the market for, you know, smaller productions, micro-budget films, TV dramas, people who don't, you know, do this day in, day out to be able to get hold of things like prop guns soft props, breakaway furniture, you know, blood liquids, blood effects, and, and, and you know, and those sort of things. So we started off bloody stuff. Uh, initially as a a props rental company, really, where people could come to us and buy those things. And eventually, you know, as things progressed, uh, we noticed that more people were requiring more advanced things as we got better known. uh, And and those things can't just be rented out. They have to go out with someone to control, operate, and set it all up, so an SFX supervisor, effectively. So that's when we started growing that side of things and doing more with the public. Pyrotechnics and atmospherics and snow and and all kinds of, uh, of, of of different things that actually needed a team of experts to go in as opposed to just sort of someone phoning up saying I want to hire a rubber mallet, or a rubber axe, or a foam axe, uh, and and we would send it out and get it back again. So we started doing that more, and uh, now now that probably represents about seventy percent of our business is the is the SFX where we're actually going on working with the complete teams there and and. and 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 doing, you know, whether it's Atmos or explosions or flames, uh, et cetera.
0: And, you know, thinking back, are there any particular shoots or projects that particularly stick out for you?
1: you know uh, any major highlights to be honest with you every project we've ever worked on always has a highlight on it uh, and 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 i think it's because we tend to work with the the, the 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 smaller projects so their budgets are much smaller so we're not working with the 150 million pound blockbuster super movies where you know if they want to create the effect of blowing up a building they just blow it, up a building <laughs> you know we we, yeah. we we have to create the illusion of danger where there really isn't any uh and and that in itself actually is is, is quite rewarding because you're you know you, you you've got to really think out of the box in these things you know when we want to blow up a building the chances are that building the next day will revert back to its previous use so if we're blowing up a shop you know, that shop the next day has to be open for the shop owner to start selling his wares again. So, you know, everything we do has to create the illusion that, you know, something really big and, and, and devastating has happened. But in reality, you know, we leave the set, the crews go in and clean up and, and life is back to normal again the following day
0: yeah no it sounds brilliant it's it's just crazy speaking to you about it and just thinking you know watching all these shows and films and stuff like that and seeing all this, the special effects oftentimes you almost take it for granted it just you know you forget all the ins and outs of it, and, and exactly what goes on behind these uh, these special effects. Sometimes,
1: yeah, no, it's it's lovely. I mean, we've worked on a couple of a uh, couple of films and, and bits and pieces recently with uh, the same studio, and actually the same American actor, uh, who's an A list uh, actor, uh, has been in three different movies that we've worked on in the last eighteen months, and and it's great because he sees me and he goes, "Oh God, I'm going to get shot on it," you know, and, that's... <laughs> <laughs> and it's really nice, oh, that's to, you pretty- know sort of build up that rapport with people
0: yeah 100 um so kind of branching off that a little bit you know how quickly does innovation occur within the special effects industry you know are you as a company are you always struggling to keep up to date with with new technology and, and trends and stuff like that
1: we're we're very very fortunate actually in, in in the special effects industry and so much as what tends to happen is you're you're using pretty much very mechanical and basic things. You know, the, the the black powder and the pyrotechnics we use was, you know, is the same black powder as the Chinese invented hundreds or thousands of years ago. You know, so so not very much happens. The biggest challenges is the the, the changes to health and safety. You know, when when right in the beginning of Hollywood, you know, if they wanted to create the illusion or, or create a bullet hit on a window or on a wall or whatever, you know, in the very early days of Hollywood in the silent movies, they actually had a guy with a gun and he shot the wall, uh, and, and you know, that was how it was done. Um, didn't yeah. last very long, and they started realizing that there was you know considerable risk involved to that, even in those yes. days, heady days before you know health and safety was uh, was was quite rightly the uh, the, the subject is these days but they realized that you know there had to be a better way of doing it and hence you know the idea of putting a small pyrotechnic charge uh that could be set off uh safely and you know blow the wall out as opposed to a bullet going through actually created a very similar effect to to a real bullet and and what tends to happen is that you know hollywood being hollywood and films and tv being films and tv the actual effects we recreate now or the situations we rec- recreate couldn't actually happen in real life using the real things because you know a, a bullet going into a wall doesn't create the same big effect that we need to create for the cameras to be able to see it and and and, and people to be able to you know visualize it and understand what's going on you know in the same you know tarantino he, he if someone gets shot you know, the body loses at least 10 gallons of blood, you know, and which is quite amazing. It only has it. seven or whatever, you know, so so yeah, we have yeah. to well seven liters. So we have to, we have to be, you know, uh, our drive is 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 to create, you know, something that is perceived to be real, but actually we're now perceiving things to be real based on the Hollywood version of real rather than reality. You know, I always remember doing a, a, a project while I was still filming, and I was doing it for the Ministry of Defence. And one of the things we had to do is they were doing tests on, on safety glass. So they actually had uh, the military there with hand grenades, blowing up hand grenades behind the glass. And I'm, I'm, ex- I'm really excited to you know see this huge, great fireball explosion. And I thought it had misfired because you know it was just it was just such an anti-climax whereas when we create you know a, a, a grenade blowing you know all kinds of mayhem and flames and fireballs go off but the reality of a hand grenade is it doesn't do that at all it it shifts air pressure and it shifts shrapnel and that's what it's designed to do you know so so we spend most of our time trying to you know find new ways of recreating what Hollywood has determined to be the norm for how things happen in explosions. But the, going back to your question, which I've deviated from somewhat, um, we don't actually have much in the way of 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 the technology jumps, you know, in, in, in your side of the business, which I, I, I know very well from knowing mm. your guys and you, you people for a long, long time you know your yours is an ever striving thing from you know multi channel to streaming to you know whatever the next thing is going to be and you're always moving whereas with ours it's 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 pretty simple you know we've got we've got wireless firing systems now for our pyrotechnics so we don't have to you know cable hundreds of meters of cable back to the pool with uh, a firing system you know so those sort of things happen but you know the, there's there's no major shift in our industry to new technologies the the big the big shift i guess was when vfx uh, so the computer generated effects came in and when they first started coming in there was a kind of a dip in, in in the using the real world effects which is what we do the real world effects and what basically happened was that they said ah oh, well we can do everything on the computer now and 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 indeed for you know a good number of films and, and for a few years that that did happen. But they realised even with the advent of, of the incredible effects that they can now achieve with the, the CGI and the VFX side of things, um, we now work probably as close with the VFX departments as we do with stunts and with the art department and those sort of people because they've realised uh, over the years that there's two uh, there's two benefits to having real world effects. Their CGI effects go on top of them much better than if there's nothing there. And the second really major thing is that the actors have something real to react to as opposed to just being told that, you know, there's a huge explosion you know there's actually an explosion now so they have something real to react to so the the biggest the big change was 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 BFX, but actually now we're finding uh and for the last 10 years we've been finding that you know we just work really really closely with the vfx guys when we're setting up these stunts and these 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 bigger projects uh to 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 understand what each other's going to do on that and where we can sweep t- Find the sweet spot of 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 how that effect is going to be implemented between the real world effects that we create and then their additional CGI that they will add to it later. Uh, Keith, I've got
0: so many questions. It's it's, uh, too many questions. I, I simply couldn't fit into this podcast. It's just yeah, it's it's really interesting. So I know a bit earlier we talked about obviously how COVID has affected you guys as a company, and and just looking towards the future now, you you know. What what is the future looking like for you guys, and what are productions in general looking like now? Uh, you know, are we starting to get back on track, or
1: I think. I think the confidence levels is there because, you know, if you, if you take, uh, and and this is just one particular part of the industry and obviously your, your knowledge of broadcast and streaming, you know, you'll, you'll have a, a, a perhaps a different take of it. But my take of it is the, the big studios, you know, the Disney's, the Netflix, the Amazons, uh, uh, the Now's don't want to miss too many people off because I don't want to upset them, but um, (laughs) the big big studios, (laughs) you know, they have had to, Release a lot more of their forthcoming attractions earlier because of the volume of people that have been locked down on COVID and you know have been relying on watching binge watching TV series uh, to do that. And 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 I think you know they have an absolute desperate requirement to make lots more film and TV programming. Uh, so that's a very optimistic sign for us as a small company that could mean two things to us you know if if all of the production companies suddenly decided in april to start making new film and tv and drama that involved sfx we'd be a little bit uh can't think of a nice way of putting it but we'd be a little bit screwed because we 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 can only do one thing at a time (laughs) because we're a small company so you know we 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 would benefit from a longer rollout of, of of these things being done rather than a massive rollout which you know a few very big american and a european and a couple of english uh larger companies who employ you know 50 60 70 people who could you know potentially go on 5 6 10 20 movies at a time and, and do it you know we we're kind of a one shot only we we go on a movie we do that movie and we move on to the next but i think in in terms of general positive feeling, I I have a good feeling now, you know, we've been very fortunate that, you know, for the last three months we've been busy. We've got some other stuff coming forward. I think, the positive vibes are very good. I think the downside of it at the moment for us is the fact that there's no great forward visibility. You know, we don't have bookings going forward to you know end of the year, beginning of next year. You know, we're we're very much we finish a project, the next project hopefully comes in, and 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 so we continue uh, going like that. So I think the downside for us is 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 visibility of what might be around the corner is 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 not there. But the upside to us is is the fact that we have you know started this year and finished last year uh very busy and you know going forward next month we got things going on as well so you know that's fine and and hopefully during the course of march we will have something coming in for april but you know that's kind of where we are at the moment so that's the that's the difficulties in terms of of, of resource planning really yeah yeah, because it's yeah one word
0: I'd associate with our industry in terms of, of that and production schedules is spontaneous, isn't it? And it's it it's, is you know it's got to evolve with with external factors and which sometimes obviously can be a be a burden but it's you know sometimes it's really exciting as well you never know what's around the corner really do you sometimes uh,
1: no you don't and and i think it, it, it helps and that's you know one of the benefits of being a smaller company is we can be pretty nimble on our feet in terms of reacting to what people uh, people need you know we have limitations uh because we rely on other manufacturers and 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 you know uh uh, pyrotechnic manufacturers and people like that to to make the mixtures for us, which before we could just phone up and say, hey, we need some of those, we'll pick them up next week. You know they're they're now on furlough too, and you know it, it 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 sometimes makes it difficult for us to react as quickly as we'd like to. But you know they've been really good. They actually helped us out in in uh, in January and they sent a little team into their factory and made exactly what we needed. We picked it up three days later and we were on set on the fifth day. So, you know, it is still possible but it is a little bit more difficult now to to, you know, get all those things falling into place.
0: And just to finish off on Keith, uh, this is a question we ask at the end of every podcast. Um and and we try to get the guests to keep it to one word if possible, um and then obviously expand on on their choice afterwards. Um but what do you see as the future of the broadcasting and media industry as a whole?
1: Optimistic, I think. And and, and that wouldn't have been the same word as I'd have used necessarily a year ago around this time last year yeah, <laughs> yeah i I'd, I'd have used Agree. positive fantastic and all those sort of things uh but i i think now uh optimistic is 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 probably my 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 word that i would have to choose
0: yeah. no, i really like it keeping it yeah same here to be honest you can't have anything but a positive outlook for this year now um we've been through a lot in the last year <laughs> we've got to give ourselves some credit Oh, credits yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, <laughs> yes, absolutely you know just yeah. take
0: a step back and think wow we've, what we've come through there it's uh yeah
1: yeah if we can come through that we should be able to get through pretty much everything else i would have thought 100
0: yeah, percent. so just to end on then keith are there any exciting projects in the pipeline for bloody stuff that you can talk to us about
1: it's all a bit spontaneous at the moment. As I say, we've been delighted. The, uh, the 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 last film we worked on, which was this one at Black Hanger Studios, was uh, it was actually they've they've been working the studios and the producers have been working very hard to get the rights to use the Jeepers Creepers uh, name which was, uh, I, don't know, I don't know whether it was 80s or 90s, but it was a, a whole chain of, uh, of horror movies. Yeah. Uh, I think there was maybe four in, in total. And uh, so they've, they've just bought a, a reasonably large uh, budgeted uh, horror movie uh, to fruition, uh, which is the latest in the Jeepers uh, Creepers uh, line which was great fun to do because we you know pretty much involved all the stuff we do from 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 bullet hits to uh flaming oil drums to creating fog in a cemetery to creating fog in a forest and haze effects in the studio. So, yeah, pretty much used all of it. And it was great fun to do as a super crew, uh, super cast. So, uh, yeah, so we'll just keep our fingers crossed now that that, uh, that will be received well and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll sell on. And uh, we're, now, we're now in talks with the studio, a couple of studios about various projects that are, that are going on. So, fingers crossed, uh, some of those will start coming to fruition.
0: And how can people get in touch with bloody stuff for you to find out more about anything that you guys are up to
1: well the obvious one is the website so www.bloodystuff.co.uk and if it's particularly the film and special effects side of things rather than the props and the rentals um we've now got a a, a daughter website which is uh film which is just for the special effects side of things and all our contact details uh, are available there
0: Awesome. Sounds good, Keith. So again, thanks so much for taking the time out to come and speak to us today. It's a really exciting topic and one that I I want to do some more research on after that. And that was a brilliant conversation. (laughs) No problem at all.
1: Yeah, thanks very much. It's been great and good luck to you for 2021.